0: You've no doubt heard of the term red flags in a relationship or when you're dating. What about green flags? Have you ever heard of the term green flags? They're not exactly the opposite of a red flag. They actually have two different definitions, and we're going to explore both right here, right now. You're listening to the Relationship Revival Podcast with John DeBach, also known as Mr. Spirituality. That's me, i'm your host giving you insights and guidance from over 10 years in the field of this amazing journey we call romance on this show i go over everything you need to know about how to get into a relationship how to get the most out of a relationship and sometimes even how to gracefully end a relationship without pulling your hair out and going crazy and occasionally i'm even joined by new and old friends who are also relationship experts to bring you guidance and wisdom with new perspectives Thanks for stopping by. Green flags. Green flags in a relationship are things that you want. Green flags are things that you look for, that you should look for, that you should learn to recognize. They should be something that you desire, that you are taking notes on. Green flags are great. Red flags, we all heard before, you know, if someone someone is on a date and then suddenly their ex-girlfriend shows up and sits down next to them, yeah, uh, in the booth at the restaurant, that is a red flag. That is that is a big red flag that something is wrong, and you should end the date. What's a green flag? Right. So there's really two different types of green flags in the therapeutic circles and the therapy circles. Green flags typically refer to to acts of love, expressions of love in a relationship that show a healthy sense of affection and mental uh, well-being and emotional well-being in a relationship. And this could be anything. This could be a sense of appreciation, a sense of balance is a green flag, right? A lot of people in relationships are super obsessed about the relationship and they cut off their friends, their family, their their work suffers. It's very common for people still in university for their schooling to suffer. Uh, But having a sense of balance in your relationship is a green flag in the classic therapeutic sense. Obviously, commitment, loyalty, commonality, conflict resolution, these are all ways that you could say, that's a healthy couple. They know how to resolve their conflicts. They have a lot of shared values. They're honest with each other. Obviously, a big red flag is if you catch your partner or potential partner lying to you. The opposite of that is if they're always honest, even to a fault. To the point where, you know, it might hurt you, but they want to have a completely transparent relationship. That's a green flag. Now, there are ways to soften some difficult truths. You know, if you happen to need to kind of expose certain difficult truths to your partner, that's a whole other topic. But there's a lot of this stuff. Empathy is another green flag in the classic sense. Being able to empathize and listen and really put yourself in your partner's shoes. Having a healthy sense of independence is a very, very, very big green flag. Codependence is not a good thing for relationships. You want to have a sense of independence in your relationship. You want to be able to exist on your own, but also be part of a productive part of a two-some of a couple. Um, You know, self-confidence, having a sense of safety in the relationship. These are all green flags. The other type of green flag that we don't always talk about uh, but is important in new relationships are things that tell you that the person is worthy of pursuing as a serious partner. Now, this can be in two, well, even three different types of situations, okay? One, if you're dating yourself, if you're just at the beginning of a romantic relationship, you should look for, yes, all those things that are a sign of a good, healthy relationship, but there are other things that let you know, is this person someone I want to invest my time with? The other situation is, if you're getting back together with an ex, you should be looking for these green flags, you know, little signals that say, hey, this is serious, this can go the distance. And then the third possibility is if you're married, if you're in a healthy relationship or if you're in a long-term relationship you're not married, but just in a healthy long-term relationship, your friends and your family are going to be dating other people. And it's kind of your job. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it kind of is your job to keep an eye out for them. I had a horrible habit personally updating crazy people for a long time when I was In my teens and early 20s. And uh, my family was really helpful in telling me when I was dating someone who was nuts. And I really appreciated it. Not necessarily at the time. Sometimes it's, uh, it caused friction. But then when the relationship inevitably implodes, you look back at the people who were honest with you. And you say, you know what? I really valued that they didn't sugarcoat it, and they told me I was with uh, a nut bar number six. You know, <laughs> uh, so you want to look for green flags and red flags in uh, in people's partners who you actually care about. Now, if they're just a casual friend, I I am of the opinion that you don't offer your two cents on their partner unless explicitly asked. But if the person's your brother or, uh, or your son or daughter, for example, uh, or a cousin that you're very, very close with, or even your best friend, and you see them turning into someone you don't like or with someone who treats them poorly, I do feel like you should bring it up to them that there's no green flags in the relationship and, and why you're concerned. I've had to do that many times. There was even a friend who was about to get married to somebody and I kind of knew was headed that direction. And I I took a very hard stance and said, you know, I can't be at that wedding. And it broke the relationship between my best, one of my best friends and I for a couple of years. But... The relationship inevitably imploded, and uh, one thing that he learned was that he could trust me to be honest. Now, if I had to do it over again, I wouldn't have gone to that extreme. I think it was a bit too extreme. There are ways to do it softly, uh, and at the end of the day, if your best friend is making a mistake and you've warned them and they're still going to make the mistake, you still have to be the best friend, usually. So you don't want to alienate them because sometimes they're going to need a shoulder to cry on. But uh, I just wanted to use that story as an example of how extreme you can get with, uh, with this. So what are green flags when a relationship is starting? Well, I have three that I do, that I want to share with you. The first one is that the friends of the person you are dating or this person that you love is dating uh, are people that you enjoy being around. If you are dating somebody or you see somebody dating somebody new and their friends are a much lower caliber type of people than you're used to, that's a big problem. And the opposite is true. So if you're friends with somebody and they introduce you, or excuse me, if you're dating somebody and they introduce you your friends and you think, wow, that's a cool person. I wouldn't mind hanging out with them. That's a great sign because people tend to keep company in their social circles that have a lot of similarities, a lot of shared values. Now, this does change based on your age. So if you're in your early 20s, a lot of times there's what I call leftover friends, people that you just didn't cut ties with from high school yet or from university, and maybe they were great. Friends for the dorms, but now that you're on a career path and a lifestyle path, they veered off into a different direction and you just haven't had that moment where you realize we're in a different stage of our lives now, we need to cut it off. That That's very common. But usually by your 30s, you kind of figured out who you want to spend time with. And so if you're in your 30s and definitely in your 40s, And you're going out with somebody and you think they're great and then you meet their friends, you know, and and they're this upstanding, you know, ambitious, let's say, business oriented guy. And you meet his friends and they're all a bunch of unemployed people who essentially get drunk three or four nights a week and live in kind of run down apartments. Something is very wrong. The person has either completely pulled one over on you and is pretending to be something they're not, or they haven't figured out that their friends are in a different place, and you need to explore that more. Now, there are always good reasons for things. I mean, uh, if you're if you're uh, if that person is a veteran and their and their crew is from you know uh, a unit they were in in the military there's some leeway there i mean there's some understanding there's ptsd to consider there's a sense of compassion for uh fellow veterans things like that there's di- there's different explanations you know family is also another one if they if their social circle is made up of cousins and brothers you don't get to choose your family but generally speaking if if it's friends they've chosen and you don't enjoy being around them that's not so great But if on the other end you do, you meet these friends and you're like, wow, this person's friends are just like him and, and, you know, in their own individual way, but I like his friends. That's a green flag. When you like someone's friends, that is a great sign that you're probably with the right person. That's a great, great sign. It's a big green flag. Put that in the wind call. Number two, they openly speak about the future. If you are dating somebody and they don't talk often about getting married or if they want kids or what kind of house they have, it's not necessarily a red flag. They might be quiet. They might not have figured out exactly what they want. But the opposite is a green flag. If you are with either a man or a woman, who talks very openly about how they can't wait to be a parent or the opposite of that, that they, that they don't want kids. When you start talking about your goals, your desires, your values, when the partner you're with or potential partner with openly talks about those things, it's a sign that they want to see if they're on the same page as you with big issues, very big issues, you know, having kids, where you want to live, what your expectations are. If they start talking about how they like to take vacations every so often, what kind they like to take, how they expect it, whether they, if they do have kids or want kids, whether they intend to send them to private school or public school, and not just pie in the sky. I want to live in a mansion and have 20 kids and all of them have, you know, go to private school. You know, everybody can make a dream list of a, of a great life where everything is just hunky dory. But real practical considerations based on who they are as a person, that's a green flag. Someone who talks openly about what they want is looking to connect and looking to see they're kind of you know doing their due diligence, if you will, on whether you can work with them and, and, and make this life that they want happen with them. That's a huge green flag. And my experience as, in, in this world has shown me that someone who talks openly about this won't just stop with you. They'll often talk about what they want for the future in front of your parents, in front of your friends, in front of your family. They're excited. They're excited to start that life with you. That's a huge, huge green flag. And the last one I'll talk about is that they like to play house. Uh, A story I tell quite often is how uh, my wife, how I knew my wife was falling in love with me and how I knew I was head over heels, just dunsky. She got me. So very, very soon after we started dating, uh, we're uh, talking about going up to Tahoe. She was already planning a trip to see some friends and invited me to come along. Uh, yeah, that was you know, already a big thing. But I, uh, born and raised in Los Angeles, do not own warm clothes. And she's like, oh, that's not going to do. And so instead of telling me I should buy this or do this or get this, she took it upon herself to go to the store and buy me long underwear. That got me. It got me because I was like, this is someone who, who just wants to take care of me and has that maternal instinct and is just really sweet in that way. And it was a huge green flag because she was essentially playing house. She was acting like my wife long before she ever was my wife. My own brother, I hope he doesn't mind that I'm sharing this, but my own brother met his his wife during COVID. And one of their first dates, if not their very first in-person date, uh, partly because restaurants were closed, but partly because this is just how they clicked into each other, was at Home Depot. They went and they picked blinds for his now wife's apartment. And those mundane activities, you know, if you, anyone can fall in love with another person if they have a hot air balloon ride over the Grand Canyon. That just inspires romance. The real test, the real test is if the person's going to buy you underwear. If you can fall in love with someone at Home Depot buying a plunger, you got a winner. Because that means that there's room for passion in the mundane activities that happen on a day-to-day basis. Huge flag. Huge flag. When you can love someone just walking down the street or paying a bill or stopping by the ATM or picking up a bag of rubber bands for their office or fixing their stapler, if those moments still allow you to connect and grow your intimacy, right? Playing house. Normal things. If that if that is exciting and you guys just fall into that naturally as partners, just doing the normal mundane stuff and not always worrying about wowing them with this the latest romantic gesture, that's a green flag. Because guess what? If you fall in love with someone who is just one big romantic gesture after another, what happens three months into the relationship when they're out of money or they're bored or they just want to watch a movie or they, you know, something simple, the pressure to do the next grand thing's gone and maybe there's no real relationship there. But again, if you're the kind of people who could go and buy groceries together and actually make it enjoyable and you can enjoy spending time with each other playing house. That is a great sign that there are some wonderful things in store for you about. If you're interested in learning how to get the absolute most out of your romantic relationships, then you're in luck because I have put together a free workshop, or a masterclass, if you will, about three secrets that people in happy relationships have discovered. You can view the workshop at mrspirituality.com slash three secrets. Again, it's completely free. Just go there and watch it. It'll help you on your journey, give you some wisdom, some things to think about. The website again is mr spirituality.com slash three secrets. That's mrspirituality.com slash the number three, the word secrets. It's all yours. Enjoy. Here. fall forward. for <laughs> <laughs>